626 genetically modified rodents were harmed in the creation of this movie. Welcome to Direct Video. VHS? A podcast where we pair movies like fine wine. It's been a grip. It's and uh, I'm so sorry. It's it's cool. I mean, we knew that this would happen. Yeah, and we we also committed like mental side. What what do you call it when you assassinate your own mind? I think suicide's okay. <laughs> But what do you call it when somebody who made a movie in 2007 assassinates your mind? Because... God, ten years ago. (sighs) And these two movies are older, I will say. I, you know, I I listened back to our last podcast to, you know, to edit it. Mm -hmm. And there was a bit where you're like, I'm so hot. (laughs) you're like i think i have a fever and i was like yeah i remember like feeling like i had a fever like like (sighs) these movies though were very good um i will (laughs) say and i'm were not terrible in in a way that like i need to i'm going to base every movie i watch from now on on how awful the wild was Oh, I I was just gonna say like, oh, I I'm I'm just gonna forget it. I'm gonna purge it from my mind. I can't. It's I already forever. I already can't remember most of that movie, which is fantastic. That ain't. <laughs> like, like I woke I'm up so the next day like like a newborn like a newborn child. Like oh my god, everything is so clear. After um, we watched the wild, I had to go for a walk and then eat an entire meal, and it was like one in the morning. Sh- and I, was I just stress like, ate a pound of cheese that night. So. Yes. Um, don't watch The Wild. Watch Lilo and Stitch. I will, I will, I'm going to get ahead of the curve and say, mm-hmm. we messed up. That's our bad. What did we do? Stitch the movie technically comes out before Stitch 2, but it okay. takes place afterwards, so we're still good. I wanted to do Stitch, like, if we were going to do the other Stitch movies, I figured those could be more easily paired. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it, Stitch the movie de- does take place after this one, which if you sense. say so. No, no, it's that's that's what the timeline says. Stitch two feels like it's it feels like it doesn't take place in that same timeline because they treat Stitch as a different being than he is in the other movie. They definitely take his character in a different direction in this. Not even his character, I mean, even just his physical makeup. (laughs) I don't know what you mean. I mean, he acts like an actual robot for a bit, and they lean into it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know. Let's do some quick facts. Yeah, let's do it. Quick facts. Uh, First off, let's start with some sad one. Let's start with a sad one. I don't know. Uh, Or actually, wait, we might have to start with two sad ones. Ugh, all right. No, we bringing don't. It's bringing one. us just down. One. Getting some we'll low energy. Start low, you know. But uh, but uh, I will say right that like uh uh, uh the voice of um Doctor Jumba mm-hmm. was David Allen Odgin Steers, who passed away March third of this year. He was seventy five. He was known for Mash. He was the voice of Cogsworth. Uh, he was Governor Ratcliffe and Pocahontas. Oh, dang. He did yes. a lot of voice acting, huh? 
yeah, we uh, we we talked about him and how good his voice was. I think in Beauty and the Beast and in Pocahontas. And that feel... makes sense, but especially with the Beauty and the Beast one, that may as well be lost forever. Because I'm I'm not planning on listening to four hours of us talking about Beauty and the Beast anytime soon. Same, but we definitely <laughs> like go in on how good Governor Ratcliffe was in Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he and he's the voice of Doctor Jumba in this film, so it's definitely a loss. Mm-hmm. And and he and he's great in this film. He's very good um, in this one and the next one. Mm, I don't like Jumbo as much in the next film. I like him better in the next film. We'll get into okay, it. Okay, well, we'll get, we'll get into, into it. it. We'll get into it. Uh, Lilo and Stitch came out in 2002. It had a budget of $80 million and had a box office of $273 million. So it was definitely successful. Really? Um, yes. I didn't think that it was. Same. I, I remember we had a talk about this. It definitely, like, from the beginning, feels so different from most disney movies um and that's how it was advertised yeah you remember yeah, no, for sure all the advertisements were like this is gonna be like a different yeah. movie this is, than what we usually do this isn't your dad's disney movie <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> this isn't your father's disney i don't know what this character is and i hate it so. I, I, I i hate this character too but we're stuck with him forever no we're not we're not stuck with him no we're that's stuck. how it works uh, just, oh no he died i saw him ha- i saw it happen oh what a shame all well, right <laughs> the next dvd extras will be a funeral for that character no it won't um <laughs> uh it this yeah it's just, the, the the development of this movie from what i can tell is pretty standard so the they wanted to make a smaller kind of cheaper film with this one mm-hmm. um and an idea was pitched to for a couple of children's book ideas were pitched fairy tale ideas but then they decided that they wanted to do hawaii because so many uh disney movies are set in fairy tale like europe esque mm locations right we talked about how like there are at least two disney movies that are definitely in france yeah and a couple that are probably germany yeah so so the the goal was to kind of kind of develop a look and a feel that was very different than than europe and hawaii was chosen as the best uh choice and they they took a tour of hawaii and the the kind of the idea of the film and the the main characters uh the main character Lilo was developed while while they were being taken on a tour of the island, mm-hmm. and uh, and the tour guide was like they, they they noticed that the tour guide kind of it, it like knew everybody right like by name oh sure and then and and this tour guide also explained to them the the, the kind of the main theme of the film which is Ohana and it, it really kind of settled into the writers like okay this is going to be our theme this is what Hawaii is all about um we'll we'll do this. And this will be our kind of starting point. And I don't know at which point the space stuff came into it. <laughs> um, because they don't talk about it. <laughs> like, as far as I can tell, the the like, the like big thing was, where are we going to set this movie? They decided on Hawaii. And then at some point, aliens? They went with it, I guess. But yeah, all right, great. <laughs> they, 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 they did, they, as far as I can tell, that the big thing that everyone was talking about at Disney is, oh, we're doing it in Hawaii. And... At some point, aliens were introduced. I just, I can't find anything about it. I just can't. Okay. 
But we don't start in Hawaii. No, we don't. We start at an intergalactic, like, Senate trial. It's called a council. They say council a Sorry. lot. Council. And it's the thing about it is it's huge, and it has a lot of different types of aliens. And I, I was looking at this, and I was like, man, what if the prequels weren't stupid? <laughs> I was like, this is just, it's just like I, I, I got this. Is, there's all these different kinds of aliens. They're all different designs, and there's so many of them. And it was and, like and suddenly I thought, hey, this could be done well, and it's being done well here. I think my favorite thing about it is so many of the aliens aren't humanoid in shape, right? Um, and the ones that are are like are of such varying body types that mm-hmm. like it's fine, it's good, and even. Um, I do like that the police force are just all space velociraptors. I thought that was a good touch. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, the, the the movie starts at this council trial. Uh, Doctor Jumba Jokiba is being accused of genetic uh, malpractice. Now here's the thing about this. I want to know because it, it really popped in my mind, and I was curious about it. Like, is creating a new life form unethical i because th- hmm. it's I, I mean specifically he created a new life form to destroy mm-hmm. and that's not great to be yeah the but he... the way it's presented was that anybody doing any kind of genetic testing was doing something unethical and i don't think i can agree with that now maybe well, so... something happened in the history of these alien races i that i will say unethical I will say, like, in in terms of, like, Earth, we do have laws against genetic splicing and human cloning. Like, we have laws against that. Yeah, but we don't have laws against making a new species. Well, no, because we do, because in order to make a new species, you have to genetically splice DNA. I don't... Do we really have laws against, like, splicing dog DNA with coyote DNA, though? No, well, that's... So, we have... We have laws against it. I don't know how specific they are, but I know that you're not like you're not like allowed to just like shove dolphin DNA into people and stuff like that. I don't know what the extent of the laws are. I just know that they're around. Mm. The 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 and like certain parts of the EU have even stricter laws about cloning. And the other important question is: Would these laws stop a scientist who really thought he could be the first one to make a new species? Hmm. Like, even if he was a decent guy, he might try it. Maybe maybe the other ones, like, were arrested, but they didn't have a living specimen. Yeah, maybe. But they have a living specimen here. They do. His Ex- name is 626. Mm-hmm. He's wearing cuffs. When a a um, funky red jumpsuit that looks really nice. That, until the second movie, I just assumed was a prison jumpsuit. <laughs> Like it's bright red. I just I thought it was so they could see him. I I will say it makes a lot more sense that it isn't a prison jumpsuit. How would they get it on him? You know what? Fair. <laughs> they asked Stitch to like prove I'm sorry, six two six, he's not Stitch yet. Mm. To prove that, that he has like some good in him and he seems to swear he, at them in some sort he, of juvenile way he says and, something to them that causes a robot to like let loose physical nuts and bolts 
Yeah, the, the, it, it very much. Jumba says, I didn't teach him that, which I wrote down because we've said it in, like, the past four um, <laughs> that podcasts. I didn't, but, but, so, yeah, well, the thing good, is, good callback but here's my problem. Here's my problem with this. I have some serious, if we're getting into ethics, I have ethical concerns about the capture, exile, and possible destruction of a creature whose only crimes are one, existing, and two, mm-hmm. swearing at somebody who put him in a cage. To be fair, like, it, that, you're right. And you're right. It's just, it's just, it seems like morally, <laughs> it, I, these I, people I, don't have a leg to stand on. It seems to me that, that... Oh, and it gets worse before it gets better. It does get worse before it gets better. <laughs> oh, man. The, 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 it seems to me that the, the, the council has, has these kind of protocols and rules that they have to follow, mm. regardless of the situation, and this is just the standard. Like, yeah. if somebody commits a grand crime, this, they are, you know, exiled and uh, and put on a planet alone. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really thought, like, hmm, you know, this guy's only crime is existence. Should we really just strand him on a planet, on a barren planet that he can't escape from? That's how you make a supervillain, too. Like, but thankfully, Stitch uh, 626 has other plans. So, they they lock him up. Gantu, the giant whale uh, captain, mm-hmm. locks him in this interesting upside-down cage thing with two guns pointed at him that will shoot at him if yeah, he makes unusual moves, but they're, they are... Um, they're, like, DNA-tracked. Yeah, they're DNA-tracked. So, he... He spits to make them shoot places, and that Which, is that very is, good. <laughs> that is such a design flaw. But That's also, such a huge this, design flaw. This but entire then again, escape sequence is very good, though. Yeah. Then again, maybe not everybody can make a loogie like that. You know, it was pretty. Like I've I've made some honking noogies before, but like that one had some. That one had a consistency. Of, <laughs> it was jellyfish like. Um. So Stitch manages to get out. He gets into a he steals a, a police a cruiser. cruiser, quote the red one because there's one red police cruiser and all, all the other ones are blue. He hits the hyperdrive, which does this interesting I, thing to space. This was my favorite thing about the movie because when he initiates the hyperdrive, this like the like wave pushes yeah, against like a... the council ship mm-hmm. in a very interesting and cool way. Yeah is very and satisfying it seems, to watch. it seems to knock out the ship for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Because we don't get to see what they're up to for... Oh, no, we do. But but they... They, um, they can't, like, sorts. move. They're, they're stuck. They realize he's going to Earth, and the fucking Grand Councilwoman's first idea is to gas the planet. Oh, my God, right? Like... He was being sent into exile. Now they're willing to kill trillions of creatures. Now, we this is a creature. This is a creature that was created to be a genetic weapon of mass destruction by a crazy dude. Uh huh. At some point, and I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying I can see a government entity deciding, 
we're gonna destroy a planet for the greater good you know very very vulcan no i've we've we've both seen episodes of star trek right we know that they're wrong but if his coding is to destroy things how would he get off the planet after he he destroyed it he well he crashes the ship yeah, but I guess they don't. Probably, I guess they don't know that. Necessarily. They don't. Yeah, they don't know that. A and B. What if he he's like intelligent? What if he fixed it? Well, I don't think they can. They don't consider him as something that can build something because it surprises Jumba, and they have all their they get all their ideas from him. It doesn't matter. It's just it's like a crazy thing they decide to do <laughs> I, until I do love that they. Uh, yeah, Pleakley, who is like I forget his rank. He's just an agent. He's a scientist. He's like a Earth expert. Yeah. And he he mentions that that Earth is home to an endanger a galactic endangered species, the mosquito, which is, I think, one of the best long gags I've it's ever a, seen. It's a very good long gag. Because Although I have to, <laughs> aren't every species on Earth a galactic endangered species? I, I will say, I think the, the thing that I love about this is, the A, the implication that every other species on Earth exists on some other planet in some form, uh-huh. but B, everyone hates mosquitoes. Yes. Well, but the thing is, you just made me think of something very important. I was going to say humans, and then I realized something, that this this movie, there is a tentative... Man, three Disney movies take place in France. Okay, there is a tentative connection. Were you looking that up while we were talking? <laughs> no, I was going to compare the connection that this movie has to Treasure Planet to the connection uh, that Beauty and the Beast has to Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. And then I realized that, that was Hunchback was also in also France. Also in France, yeah. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. But like some of the some of the aliens in this movie or also in that movie and if there is a real connection if there is a part of space that you can just fucking sail through then that means that there are humans spacefaring humans in space mm-hmm. that aren't from earth yeah which could mean that every other animal except for mosquitoes lives somewhere else it is an interesting idea. It is a very interesting idea. And, and, and I will say, I think my And it's favorite, a good gag. The, the, yeah, the escape scene ends when uh, they realize that he, that he is, that uh, Stitch is going to crash into the ocean and his, I forget what they say exactly, but basically he can't swim and he'll drown and die. He's too dense. Yeah, he's, he's like, too dense. I do forget what they say, but I know that like chimps can't swim because they have too much muscle and not enough fat. Yeah. And that's definitely true. A, a, a close friend of mine, when I met him, had such a high muscle content that he couldn't float on water, which was very interesting. Mm. Uh, this is that's just just a fun fact about somebody I know. But and they they're all cheering and celebrating. But then, the Pacific Ocean has a secret weapon: an <laughs> island in the middle of the fucking ocean called uh, Kauai. Is it Kauai? Okay. It's Kauai. I'm looking. Hey, fun fact, Tony. I have the Wikipedia page right in front of me just in case. Wonderful. (laughs) I was like trying to make note of which one it looked like. And I was like, I don't know if it's that one or this one. And I was like, 
I just won't write it down. Yeah, they, I know. <laughs> I knew that it wasn't Oahu because they went with one of the smaller ones, but that was it. Yes, it's yeah. But it's yeah, it's Kauai. Uh, and uh, apologies if anybody listening knows how to pronounce these names, and we're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're yeah. we're gonna try though. We're gonna try really hard. So, <laughs> I think the people on Kauai are used to it. <laughs> yes. But that, I don't want to add to the problem. <laughs> That's fair. This, so we we see Nani and Lilo. Having, well, we see Lilo first with yeah, her. Yeah, we see we see Lilo with first. her hobbies. She's feeding a fish sandwich, and then she takes photos of tourists, mm-hmm. and then she's late to her dance practice. But despite being late, she does the dance perfectly. Right. Um, and I have seen like little girls in dance practice and these little girls are very good because <laughs> usually they're not nearly that I, good yeah no i i've had to like take take kids to their dance practice and most little kid dance recitals are like learning how to skip or like we're gonna jump today right and i've seen yeah, and and but even if they're like a little bit higher level than that, then like one girl gets it and is like doing really well, and the other ones are just like copying her because yeah, because that's yeah. how kids do. That's how kids mm-hmm. learn. The, 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 so so the, the, the but the one thing that we learn about Lilo is that she's very much an outcast to mm-hmm. this very small well, group next- of girls. The next thing that happens is she says the fish controls the weather and then beats the crap out of Myrtle. Oh, man. At every... It, it, I don't want to encourage children to beat the shit out of other children. Although it's usually adorable and but sometimes man, funny. But, man, it it <laughs> felt really good. <laughs> I hate the character that is Myrtle so much. Yeah. Um, it's not her fault. But also, she's a bitch. <laughs> and kind of deserves it, so, you know. She's just, uh... I the, mean... Um, she's, like, seven. You have to, you have to like, let a, a certain amount of bullshit slide. No, right, like, definitely, like, her parents are definitely but, like, the true But, other bitches. seven-year-olds can't let a certain amount of bullshit slide, so I get it. Yeah, right? I'm not... Lilo is not wrong for beating the shit <laughs> out of her, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I took a class on being a teacher. I know this stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> I remember the oh, section man. that says when you should and should not let children beat oh, the shit out of man. each other. Our generation is having kids. <laughs> I I think we're going to do pretty good. Like, <laughs> I definitely didn't beat the shit out of people when I was a kid. But, man, I wish I did. Like. In oh retrospect. yeah, me neither, right? Like, mm. like now looking back, there were some, there were some kids I knew in like kindergarten that I could have probably gotten away with beating the shit out of. <laughs> Following this, uh, Nani loses Lilo for a bit, and while she's trying to break into the house, we meet the best character. You, that okay, Disney Cobra has Bubbles bur- is the best character, <laughs> but so I do good. need to talk about this this scene because um have you ever had a social worker at your house no once when my family i forget why i forget if the house was just messy or if there was like a special reason mm-hmm. we got a maid service and my sister is diabetic and they found her needles 
and called child services. Oh, shit. Because they're like, these people have needles just laying around the house. So my parents, like, you know, had to dress everything up like we were totally normal and everything was fine. We're a functional atomic family. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, the kids always have food and there's no drugs. (laughs) And, um... It was just, like, very clearly very high stress for both of them, and, like, everybody could sort of feel it. At the moment, like, Nani is locked out of her house, and Lilo has nailed the door shut. So she needs to take Bubbles around back, where there's, like, all this broken stuff. And I was thinking, like, man, you don't want the social worker to see all the broken stuff behind your house. Because everybody has it. Has, yeah. Everybody has a bunch of broken stuff behind their house. Yeah, everybody You has, don't like, just, just show it to somebody. Everybody has, like, a, just a segment of their yard where it's like, this is where the the old stuff goes because right because it's family stuff so we don't want to throw it away but also it's really old so we don't want it near the house mm-hmm. yeah it cobra bubbles is such a great character because he's like like listen i'm doing my job mm-hmm. even but he he has even, a rough job he does have a rough job and i really i, I considering the circumstances of his former employment I would have thought he would pick something a little less stressful emotionally. I don't I Here's the thing. What has his life been like? Huh? What's the story of Cobra, Cobra Bubbles? Bubbles? I want to know. I want to know. He has a tattoo on his hand that says Cobra, which Lilo asks how many people he's killed, and, like, that's a good question. I I love his response to that, which is just, we're getting off topic. (laughs) Which is, like, not the response you want to hear. It's not zero. But it's also the the coolest response to hear (laughs) as a child. Uh, So, uh, Cobra Bubbles basically is like, listen, you have three days to get your act together well and we haven't said why although i think he says this later but i'm just gonna say it now he's the bad social worker if you are like if your file is on his desk you're gonna lose your kid like that's what he says and again i don't think it's until later but he says says it in this scene that that he's he's uh, i know the line line for line but i don't want to say it line for line but yes he says that (laughs) okay i am the person they call when things go wrong and things have gone very wrong yeah so he tells her she has three days he opens the door that's nailed shut (laughs) in a sing, just a single like (laughs) he's so cool he's very cool uh, also, his name is Cobra, Cobra Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> I love... That's like my favorite kind of joke, is that kind of shit. So, a shooting star... Whoa, whoa, we can't jump forward because this next scene has the truest depiction of sibling fighting I've ever seen. Which is right, grabbing yes. a small child when you're very mad at them, but you're like... You just like grab them, like, stop running from me, and they lick your arm. And you're just... Yeah, the the... <laughs> There's a lot of just good sibling stuff in this movie. Yes, there that, is. That I'm just like, yeah, like the the licking, the emphasis on licking, 
and biting is such a strong like that was the ultimate power move as a kid mm-hmm and there's a bit later where Nani collapses on top of Lilo, and, like, that happened all the time in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a sibling sitting on another sibling was <laughs> it was very common in my childhood as well. Um, but the shooting star. Yeah, so a shooting star lands in their backyard, which I would freak the fuck out. I think um, it's a little ways off, but you're basically right. It, I don't know. I would, if I was, if I was a kid, my first thought would be like, sneak out of the house and go look at that shit. But mm. I, I do think I'm like, I'm like from the very like tail end of the era where kids were just allowed to wander around, you know? Well, Lilo's definitely allowed to wander around. The thing about this place, I mean, the, I think the reason, um, uh that this movie takes place here is because it's like an island that's a small town. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Everybody definitely. knows everybody, and if there's somebody you don't know, then they're only here for a week? Yeah, they're just a tourist. Mm-hmm. The, the, the... So, Lilo makes a wish to the shooting star that she just wants a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the saddest thing that a child can say. <laughs> It's a very sad thing, but it leads to a decision by Nani, which is kind of crazy, because she does not need this, this any to extra me, stress. This, to me, I think tells me a lot about who Nani is as a character, because her, her like, like even though Lilo is at risk of being taken away from her, her first thing is like, well, I need to make, first, I need to make Lilo feel happy and comfortable. Yeah before I can start worrying about this other stuff, which is a good, I think, choice. Um, I, 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 like, it, 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 it does it, tell you a lot about her. And it's um, definitely the best choice I think you could make in that situation. Well, I'm um, not certain if that's true. I mean, this, this dog... Well, could, um, yeah, well, listen, <laughs> the, the problem with the plan isn't the plan <laughs> so much as it is the... Uh, so so Stitch gets run over by a truck. Well, yes. multiple trucks, I think. Two trucks. Yeah, two trucks run over Stitch. They got a good old-fashioned convoy to run over Stitch. Did did one of them say that it, they thought it was a koala? No, that's Nani later. Uh, that's uh, a good one. That's a good. Uh, so the the so when Nani and Lilo go to the pound, uh. 626 decides to impersonate a dog by stuffing his arms into his body. I guess he has some kind of disguise ability thing for if he has to infiltrate. Yeah. Because he can pull his arms inside of his body and he does the same thing with his antenna. Yeah, the little, and the spine things, the. Yeah. Whatever those are called. I think uh, spines is fine. Yes, and in order to look relatively like a dog, the other dogs are absolutely terrified of him. That's like, uh, that's another thing I find really good that these other dogs like this. They they're like, what is this fucking demon creature? <laughs> this, <laughs> and they oh don't God. they don't bark at him, which is a a very basic thing for a dog to do. They all hide. I think, right, there are two 
two modes of dog. The first mode is, I'm barking because I'm confused. And the second mode is, I'm not making noise because there is a predator here. Yeah, did you see that video of the two dogs barking out of bushes, uh, barking at some bushes, and then out of the bushes climbs a grizzly bear? Holy shit. Okay, well, no, some dogs are dumb. <laughs> These, this woman goes into her backyard and like, why are you barking? Shut up! And then the bear just, like, climbs over the fence to run away from the dogs. <laughs> Man, I would forever be in fear of my dogs barking out of bushes for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's fair. Uh. <laughs> that's the lesson I would learn. Lilo loves 626. He is the perfect dog. He's weird and creepy and freaky, and she just attaches to that. And he can talk. And he I can mean. talk. <laughs> Stitch's talking <laughs> is... Yeah. It, 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 I, I don't want to call it a plot hole... Okay. But there's a moment at the end of the movie where he's just talking. Like a normal, <sighs> like a normal intelligent creature. And I was so confused. Well, is he talking to the alien? Well, yes, he's talking to the aliens. But there's a moment Maybe where he he's... speaks English to Nani where I was like, this oh. is a little weird. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a little weird. Uh, it's and it's weird in the second movie. In the second they, movie, he can they, basically they dial just it speak back English a bit, all the yeah. time, and it's like, ooh, okay. This but they is they, a little they, bit they, jarring. they do dial it back in the second movie to him speaking more broken English, right? Whereas at the end of this first movie, he straight up just speaks sentences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so. She adopts the dog and name uh so, sorry six experiment six two six and names him stitch there's a good um another like pretty decent sibling scene uh the can i borrow two dollars scene i love that scene so much i Mm -hmm. I had like a very similar experience with my little brother when he was a kid (laughs) just like like i'm about to buy this thing for him wait i want to do it like it's such a choice interaction (laughs) Also, two dollars for a, for a pet license. That's really good. That is um, very good. I wonder that, if they. I wonder if the reason Nani decided then would be a good time to get a dog is because there was some sort of special. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it I usually w- costs like sixty bucks to get a dog from like a rescue. Yeah, the, like not the, a ton of money, but not nothing. Yeah, the kennel near near my uh, uni, I think is I think it's fifty bucks specifically for students or faculty of the university. Mm. Because they do like an event on campus where they let the kids play with the dogs, which is cheating. They need to cheat, Andy. Otherwise, they have a bunch of dead dogs. No, I understand, but like, I can't own. I can't own a dog. <laughs> a, I can't afford it, and B, my landlord won't allow it because he's well, my former landlord. I don't want to talk about dogs because I I came to a realization that I want to own a big dog because I like big dogs, but I'm too tired all the time to have the energy to play with the big dog when they when they need it greyhound so i'm just gonna adopt old big dogs greyhound the answer is greyhound or i can adopt old big dogs okay but greyhound is they uh but i want a fluffy dog oh my god well get a fluffy greyhound i'm just kidding they don't exist they're bred for speed yeah they are um they're very but they're big dogs that, that don't need any exercise greyhounds don't need any exercise they just run really fast and then stop (laughs) 
just so you know, I mean, it seems like they would need exercise, but apparently they're like the perfect apartment dog. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think so. Somebody I follow on Twitter has a has like a greyhound type creature for their apartment. So, um, very cute, very narrow. Lilo and they're Stitch like are left to wander the island. Uh, there's a giant spider movie on TV that Stitch gets really into that I, I think I saw. I think it was an MST3K movie. It is. It is. Uh, uh, God damn it. I keep, I keep thinking Eight-Legged Freaks, but it's not Eight-Legged Freaks. No, Eight-Legged Freaks is a more modern one. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I think it had a subplot about the eggs, the spider eggs having diamonds in them, though. Like, yeah. it was a dumb movie. <laughs> um. <sighs> I want. I wonder if originally they wanted to do King Kong, but couldn't get the rights to it because of a later scene. Well, he makes San Francisco. King Kong's not in San Francisco. Oh right, King Kong's uh, New York because he climbs That's the Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, does that mean that King Kong's Island is somewhere in the Atlantic? That doesn't make any fucking sense. They well, take King Kong to New America, York, but they take him by boat, which means I. Look, look, <laughs> I, right, Lilo and Stitch. So, what do you want me to fucking say, Andy? <laughs> you could just steer us back. I was silent for like <laughs> almost a whole minute, contemplating, and you could have just been like, "Back to the movie," and I would have been like, "Right." I I trust you to be the responsible one here. I can't do that. Uh, do you know something I learned is that um. Fucking Madagascar in the wild. Our our last our last fucking uh, podcast recording was the tightest recording we've ever done. That is shameful. I think we were just like we just kept talking because we were so afraid of thinking for a second <laughs> that we like I I almost never had to like cut out blank spots. I noticed that when you post, I, no- I noticed when you posted it. I was like. That's that's really tight. <laughs> that we only record. I, I was worried after we were done recording. Like, is this gonna be enough? Yeah, we only um, recorded for two uh, two hours and fifteen minutes, and it was like two hours and ten minutes when um, I was done recording it. That is rough. <laughs> that is so. That is so fucking shameful. So, uh, so, ha, so, ha. Um, we haven't talked about Jumba for a little bit. We haven't talked about Jumba for a bit because although, Jumba, or do you want to, actually no? Well, does this happen? Let's yet? do Stitch first. Well, I want to get to Stitch's realization before we go back to talking about Jumba. Mm-hmm. I want to. So they they see the other girls and they're like, you know, being bitches or whatever. Yep, yep. And Stitch just like steals Myrtle's tricycle. And the weird weird choice for this movie is that Myrtle has a tricycle and her friends have bikes and like. I don't know that much about little kids. I feel like Myrtle will get, be getting made fun of at that point. She has she she has like a classic like play school plastic trike. She's got like a big wheel. Yeah. Um, which Stitch steals and takes them all around the island, and then Lilo says, "It's great to live on an island with no big cities." And he, I think, just starts crying. <laughs> but yeah, he realizes like, wait. <laughs> There's nothing. Like, here's a creep, and the, the, this movie gets weirdly philosophical around this point, 
right? Mm-hmm. So so um, so Jumba and Pleakley were hired by the council basically to go and capture six two six as discreetly as possible. Yep. Uh, and Jumba, which, his payment is not being in prison anymore, which is very good. Yeah, he has like we uh, he has as we learn later six hundred and twenty one other experiments to take care of. <laughs> Living in exile has worked out well for him. It really has. So, the the um, hmm. So, uh, Lilo takes Stitch back to the house and kind of basically tells Stitch, "Listen, you like breaking stuff. Why don't you try making something?" And S- Stitch proceeds to make a scale model of San Francisco, complete with the bridge, mm-hmm. which I think was the most impressive part to me. Because it even had, like, a bow in the middle, like the bridge does. Very good. It's very good. Which he then proceeds to destroy. I assume <laughs> living out his greatest uh, destructive fantasy. It's a very good scene. I mean, there's a moment where he goes like, Ah, no, save me! And then starts eating a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. At, Jumba and Pleakley are at this point kind of spying on Stitch from afar. And, okay, so the point, so they can't, Shoot the little girl. Pleakley's very against that. So mm-hmm. Stitch has been using her as a human shield. Mm-hmm. And Jumba has a great plan. He's waging psychological warfare. He believes that if Stitch can't destroy it, like, he's supposed to destroy cities. If he can't go destroy a city, then he won't be able to handle just living as a pet. Yeah, he'll go stir-crazy. And he'll eventually just give up so he can get the hell off of this island. And and I think that to me there there's a moment where Jumbo kind of says like 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 his whole purpose in life, everything he was made for, was to destroy, and now he doesn't even have that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have memories to to like remember fondly, he doesn't have family. What's left? Who is Stitch without these things? And I got really sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Stitch oh, we kinda... we skipped we skipped a big part. Oh, did we? Uh, we skipped when Nani lost her job. Oh shit! That's right. That's right. That does happen. Which was due entirely to aliens. Aliens took Nani's job, and there's a joke there that I'm not gonna make. Son of a bitch. They didn't take her job. No, they didn't, but they like de- I had to run it down con- like that. It caused her to lose it, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Jumba Jesus. and Pleakley, like, very... Uh, in the open, trying to kidnap Stitch, caused her to lose her job. Seriously. Uh, and... And then we get the, you know, destroying San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, the chart with how bad Stitch is, and that one comes back in the next movie. Yeah. And and there's also... And we get Pleakley being eaten by mosquitoes, which is just a great way to get West Nile. Oh, my goodness. He... Well, I don't know if the mosquitoes in Hawaii would have a chance to transfer the virus from West Nile, even with all the tourists kind of flying in and out of the country. That's a good point. Maybe malaria, though. Definitely malaria. 
not a good thing to be eaten alive by mosquitoes. Bubbles comes by the next day, tells Nani to get a job. Stitch throws something at him. And here's the thing, watching this... Okay, one, he has a great line, which is, Thus far you have been adrift in the sheltered harbor of my patience. <laughs> um, That's poetic as fuck, and I love it. I know! Who is Bubbles? He, he's a poet, <laughs> and, he, and he, he's definitely killed many men. <laughs> but the thing that I only understood upon, like, watching this scene as an adult, you know, having seen it before, is the way he looks at Stitch, he knows that's not a fucking dog. Yeah, right. Like, this guy used to deal with aliens. That's an alien. I have a feeling that the moment he saw that, he saw Stitch, he, like, went back and called the CIA and was like, listen, I know I'm retired. <laughs> But I'm dealing with some shit. Yeah, we got problems here. Aren't aren't you a social worker? <laughs> what kind of problems can you have? You ever seen Alf? <laughs> we got sort of an Alf we have an situation. Alf situation. <laughs> um. Uh, but the creature is a lot more adorable and not horrifying. He might, he might Alf, still eat cats, Alf though. is the most disgusting puppet creature. <laughs> like, I remember dinosaurs and the, the sitcom Dinosaurs, in which there is a baby dinosaur that looks like it is, that looks like Jabba the Hutt they got all a fitness program. The, the dinosaurs but, look but, just awful. But Alf crawled out of the deep recesses, the sewage of my nightmares, <laughs> took on, a, took on a, 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 a physical form, and then, like, super glued the the excess hair from a barber shop onto himself to appear more humanoid and he had so, multiple so like, seasons of a show like why didn't you like muppets as a kid andy i <laughs> <laughs> just everything about elf as a child terrified me and as an adult disgusts me so, uh, Bubbles tells Lilo that Stitch needs to become a model citizen, which, because she's Lilo, she takes very literally. Very literally. He needs to become a model citizen. Mm -hmm. So she picks the best model she knows. The king. We haven't gone over this yet, but Lilo's obsessed with Elvis. And that was a cool choice that they made. I, I... I really like that added to her character. It is such a great choice. Like, I, as a kid, I understood who Elvis was mm -hmm. enough that that joke stuck really well. I think this movie was my first experience listening to Elvis Presley music, actually. I would have been, what, six when this movie came out? Okay, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. I was going to say that's really weird, but I held my tongue until you, like, gave me an age. <laughs> <laughs> seven. I was seven when this movie came. What? No, I was Because I was like, man, there's, like, a lot of Elvis songs. There, and I will say, I love pretty much all of them. I mean, every Christmas, he's got, like, two or three Christmas songs, right? I, I, don't, listen to, I don't listen to Christmas music. What's wrong with you? I listen yeah, to like, music that's but good. But, like, as a kid... Uh, as a as a kid, I listened to Feliz Navidad because I could sing it. That's fair. 
And also, it's the only good. It's the only good Christmas song. I like Blue Christmas. The fuck is Blue Christmas? You don't know Blue Christmas? I that's know that's Blue just like I know Blue white. Christmas song. I know White it's, Christmas. He he sings about how it'll be a Blue Christmas without you. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So while Lilo is trying to teach Stitch to be more like Elvis, Nani mm-hmm. is trying to find a job, and both are. I don't want to say failing catastrophically. Well, the thing is, Stitch's catastrophic failures cause Nani to fail. Yeah. So then we meet... Well, we we re-meet uh, David, who we met earlier, who is a fire catcher uh, at Nani's former job. Yeah, he's not very good at the fire bit. He dances real well. He dances real good, and according to to Nani, has a good butt. Uh huh. Um, doesn't really come across in animation, but hey, what can you do? Well, he's usually wearing like a skirt or trunks yeah, or something. Or, yeah, like, like beach shorts, which uh, don't cling enough. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh so this is what I really like about this scene is that like after this whole day of destruction it's it, it stitch has this curiosity about family that culminates in him surfing it and it's it's really well done for like a few reasons one of them is that like there are a couple times that like he and nani have to directly interact and uh-huh. there are some scenes that convey a lot of complicated emotion in they like in how they both feel just through animation cuz the, there's like no words they're just like looking at each other nani keeps making a face a face that i have made looking at other people's pets that says <laughs> i ha- i'm i'm pretending to like you because the social situation requires it but ew <laughs> Well, just just like the fucking day before she saw him raiding the fridge. (laughs) Yeah. Which fucking dogs don't do. (laughs) I, I, it's such a strange thing, right? Because Nani knows that Stitch isn't a dog, but what else could it be? Right, exactly. uh, So... I, I love this scene. It's so quiet and it's so ruminating and the song is really good. And the the, the expression of Stitch's, but Stitch's curiosity of just family interaction, but also his mimicry of it. Mm-hmm. Like like when, when they're building a sandcastle over Lilo and Stitch kind of mimics it and then kind of realizes like, no, this isn't the same. What it, like he's, he's slowly trying to figure out what it is that he wants. Mm-hmm. Um... Which is interesting. Yeah, and it um, and it culminates in a big, like a, a huge family emergency, which is well, the dog is dragging the girl into. Yeah, the uh, dog and the girl are drowning. Are drowning because Stitch can't swim, and he's trying to hold on to Lilo, and Lilo can't swim with a with him clinging onto her. And, again, a really good scene where Nani kicks him. Oh, God, yeah. To, like, get him off of Lilo, and then David goes and saves him. Mm-hmm. And then we see Cobra Bubbles. 
and boy, howdy. What a bad everything. Yeah, because it, like, it looks like she's been, like, not looking for a job, and also that she, like, almost got her sister killed, and, and it's, he says, I think it's clear that you need her more than she needs no, you. No, that's and, later. Like, that's later. Is that later? Okay. That's later. That's during the, uh, the scene that's, where okay. they're Oh, you know what? Them. I actually have that written down later. Yeah, it's just, it was... That that line really stuck to me. It, it's it's a well. It, it, he he does say though. He kind of says here like, listen. You're trying your best, but there's I can't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So right, and she realizes here. Uh, at least that's my understanding, and and I think her understanding is that Lilo's gone. Yeah, and that meant that the next scene where she sings a song whose lyrics I don't know because I do not speak this language mm-hmm. uh, to Lilo when they both kind of know that she'll be taken away the next morning made me cry a lot. Um, Boy, howdy. <laughs> it, got, it, it, it almost got me, but I managed to 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 steal myself through it. Thank goodness one of us is strong enough. That was hard. It it's rough, and the, and the, then the... then Lilo shows Stitch her the picture of her family, and she gives him this little speech about whether he will become part of their family or not. And she says, "I remember everyone that leaves." And oh, fuck, oh, that got me. That got me hard. And Stitch kind of so 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 the Stitch kind of takes this uh, ugly duckling book that Lilo has, um, which side note very different story than the one I remember as a kid. But he, it's not. It's like a, it seems to be like a different telling of the story. Same basic idea. Yeah, but um, Stitch. But, yeah. Yeah, so Stitch takes this book and he runs off into like the middle of the forest and he he opens it to this one particular page, which is kind of the climax of the book where the ugly duckling yells, I'm lost, and then his parents and his family appears kind of and find him. And he just mm-hmm. kind of screams into the jungle, I'm lost. And it and that got me. That's when I started crying. Okay, that was it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because like, man... So let me backtrack a little bit, because there's a there are two characters who again we haven't we haven't laid given eyes them their due diligence. Yeah, and um, so in the last scene, Jumba and Pleakley were trying to catch Stitch as he. I mean, that's what made that's that's what made the emergency happen. Was they were mm-hmm. trying to catch Stitch as he was surfing, and he fought them off, but then started to drown. Yeah. They wiped out. They get a call from the Grand Councilwoman. Hey, and, like, I have judged her for being harsh before, but this, oh, this seems fucking harsh. They are fired and prison-bound for failing to capture a living weapon in two days without anybody noticing them. These, they're, they're not even, like, army guys. There's there's a scientist who my understanding is never actually went to this planet. 
Yeah. And a crazy... Uh, I guess they're both scientists. Another crazy scientist! I would say a biologist and a geneticist. <laughs> well, the point is, neither of them have training for this. I. It, it seems to me that, like Cobra Bubbles, um, Dr. Jumba has a past, because he seems to be very adept at doing militant things. That's true. Um... But maybe, what maybe this all like, means is that uh, Jumba decides, hey, if they're fired, I can go get him back my way, which is, you know, shooting whoever fucking gets in the way. And so he finds Stitch. I I guess Stitch, it seems like he stayed in that clearing until morning. Yeah, he, he looks like he just kind of fell asleep there. Yeah, and... um. This was a rough scene where he asked Stitch what what he's doing. Why isn't he running? And he said he's he's waiting for his family. Oof. Ugh. Even Jumba seems surprised by that response. Like yeah, and Jumba's just like, well, you don't have one. Yeah, and I made you. Yeah. This next action scene is, I think, one of the best action scenes Disney has ever done. It is a very, very good alien fight scene. And I found out, uh, apparently, originally... And it ends in the house exploding. Mm-hmm. Originally, the house exploded because Stitch messed with the stove. And then tricked Jumba into shooting at him, so it blew up. And they changed it to, like, a goofier thing that maybe wouldn't tell kids how to blow up houses understandable <laughs> like i think i think they were actually worried about maybe losing their pg rating by blowing up the house in a way that like somebody who actually wanted to blow up a house might do um a legitimate concern yeah but there's there's this big fight scene it is this this whole time jumba has been working on this idea that if you hit Stitch with a plasma cannon, it should stun him long enough to be able to capture him. And this turns out to be not fucking true. Stitch pulls a fucking Master Yoda and just catches it. <laughs> just and, and and he even he's like, oh, this is awesome, and then he's like, oh wait, I'm holding plasma. Oh, but before this, Nani has gone off because uh David has found her a job. Yes. Oh, that's right. And so, like, maybe she'll be able to keep Lilo. So she's, like, running, go get a job. Lilo's alone for, like, five minutes and the house blows up. And here's the thing is Lilo, while this alien fight is happening, calls Cobra Bubbles because he gave her his card uh, at the beginning of the movie and tells (laughs) him aliens are fighting in in her house and ends the call with, oh, my dog found the chainsaw. (laughs) Oh, good. My dog found the chainsaw. The... Pleakley grabs her and, like, runs. Because he just doesn't want this little girl to, ki- to, die. to die, which is good. Yeah, Pleakley, maybe, while his heart may, might be in the right place, his reasoning, I don't think, is. But basically just rem- just lets her know, yeah, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> um, So the house blows up. Um, Nani runs back. 
Bubbles shows up. This puts Lilo. Lilo finds out that Stitch is an alien, and gets fucking pissed because come on. Yeah, could be. and th- he, that that he systematically the- like destroyed her parents' house and also her chances of staying with her sister. Yeah, but the thing is, the th- it kind of hurt. Like, I I fucking get it, Lilo. That makes sense. Be mad, but like this was the one person who believed in Stitch, and now she doesn't, and now Oof. he's actually alone. Now he he doesn't even have that. So she's gonna get taken away by Bubbles, but she runs off. And, and this is where this is where Bubbles says the the line. Yeah. Yeah. And um She is kidnapped her and Stitch together are kidnapped by Captain Gantu. Yeah, whale boy. And fuck you, Gantu, because it's so easy to not kidnap a small child. I do it almost every day. <laughs> I've I've gone twenty two years without kidnapping a small child. <laughs> But not only does he kidnap a small child, he's basically like, oh, look at this stitch. You have something to eat, motherfucker. Yeah, what a piece of shit. He, the movie doesn't spend much time on Gantu, but you really, like, dislike him very quickly. Stitch squeezes out of an airtight containment unit. Yeah, well, he's the ultimate fucking weapon, Andy. (laughs) Um... He, Nani sees that Lilo has been kidnapped. Um, Stitch finds Jumba and convinces him. Well, there. So this is the moment where Nani realizes a Stitch is an alien, right? Basically, beats him with a bush. Like I know you can talk, and Stitch says, "Oh, oh yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that was that was when he said okay, okay. That felt weird. It was so because he. It was so weird." Yeah. Yeah, Stitch needs to have a certain level of broken English to, like, be The second movie, an okay I, think, I think, cuts, cuts it really close. Yeah. Well, I think it's what they went for in the series, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, always referring to himself in the third person, mm-hmm. and just, like, uh, dropping certain... Uh, 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 Verbs and adjectives. I'm just trying to. What's the? Uh, uh-huh. What do you prepositions? What do you call like two <laughs> prepositions? I don't think two is a preposition, but he does drop prepositions, so that's fine. Yeah, he drops he, all of the the linking words. Yeah, any linking word is sort of dropped, and so so you understand what he's saying, mm-hmm. but it's very broken. Yeah. Um. So he gets Jumbo to help, and Jumbo's turnaround. Is very I, good. It's the the. I think the line is he's very persuasive, and I'm just like yes. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate life form. <laughs> he has mastered diplomacy. He's perfect. Um. <laughs> so they they go after Cantu's uh, ship in their smaller ship. Well, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Gantu is the captain of the Galactic Police or whatever, right? 
Yeah. Why do why does why do a geneticist and a biologist have such a bigger ship? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe no. that's just like Pleakley ship? <laughs> Maybe from home? Maybe he basically has like I, a space SUV. I refuse to believe well they I think they definitely don't have guns on that ship, which is a downside. Mm-hmm. But that ship is massive. Yeah. So, in another really good action scene. It's a very, yeah. The action scenes of this movie are fantastic. They're so good. Um, basically managed to rescue Lilo and also knock Gantu unconscious. And poor David. <laughs> seems to just be a real... <laughs> He's a real go with the flow kind of guy, uh, as 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 uh, uh, hinted at by the character design in that his character wears board shorts. Yeah, we haven't gone into David very much, but he just wants to date this girl. He he, all he wants to do is date Nani. Like maybe not even date her. Go on a date with her. Go on a date with her. His, his, and, and he totally, his expectations are so low at and, this point. And every time she's like, I can't, he's like, hey, I get it. He's so good. Yeah. And also he's like, I, I, I mean, the dating scene can be hard, but like if, if somebody, if one of the people has a kid, I, I imagine that's actually like rougher, right? And yeah. he's like, he genuinely like he and Lilo, Lilo are super cool. They care for each other in a way that's just like super cute and great. She thinks it's fancy. <sighs> so. So David gets everybody back to shore. The fucking Grand Councilwoman lands because I guess it has gotten to that point. She is just so done with everybody a with everybody hanging up on her (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing isn't it everybody keeps fucking hanging up on her and she's the grand councilwoman she has the in her title here's the thing though is cobra bubbles is also there for no reason he just knew I mean, I don't think they were particularly subtle <laughs> with the spaceship fight. Fighting. Uh. Um. So Cobra's there, and Cobra manages to uh, get Lilo to convince the Grand Councilwoman well, that they legally own Stitch. Mm-hmm. And at the same uh, time, uh, uh-huh. Stitch Stitch has this little speech where he kind of like very politely is like can i can i just say goodbye to my family and she's like mm-hmm. this is weird this is not the same creature that we sentenced to near certain death 3 days ago 3 fucking days ago by the way oh. i don't know how much time that is in space but space days 3 space days so oh. yeah so they have they have a nice little scene um it it ends with her assurance that because there is a dangerous uh, life form being cared for by this family, that they are under galactic protection, which basically f- means that guess what? They're not they're not taking Lilo away anymore because they're under galactic protection. 
<sighs> which I guess Cobra's fine with, but he also, at the end of uh, if the montage at the end of the movie is anything to go to go on, does sort of insert himself into this family. They're just like make sure everything's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, and uh, also and very specifically, Jumbo and Pleakley are not allowed back on in space. <laughs> like, they're staying on this planet if it's the last fucking thing I do. <laughs> and so we end with a, a great little montage of uh, kind of these this dysfunctional family unit building a new home for themselves. It's a very it's a very good montage with a lot of great little scenes. And when I see it, that's what makes me think, you know... They were planning a TV show while they were filming this movie. For sure. Because there's no way that they set up like all these cute little scenes without thinking, okay, but we're actually going to do this at some point, right? Do we have any like loose ends we want to type about characters? Uh, there's something I want to mention about Pleakley. When did this movie come out? 2002. Okay. Pleakley's a transvestite? And... It's not really a joke. It's just kind of there. It's just kind of there. I mean, there there is a bit of a joke where he's, like, a little bit, like, ashamed of it. And then Jumba steals his wig for a little while. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just kind of like a character trait of his. And yeah. 2002, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it... It, it it's definitely like it, it it's it's treated kind of as a punchline but they also don't it, rag it could on be it. a lot fucking worse and it weirder and it's not been. yeah it, it's surprisingly progressive for the time that it came out other I than that i feel like we actually went over like what I, each character is pretty well i think i think lilo and stitch is a very strange movie to exist like it does so many things that other Disney movies try to do in such a good, succinct way. Like, mm. its its use of sci-fi is so solid um, and creative and without bo- bogging itself down on excessive lore detail like Treasure Planet. The, mm-hmm. the sibling relationship between Nani and Lilo is so much more realistic and well-defined than anything that happens in Brother Bear. <laughs> I know you're gonna mention Brother Bear, and like you're fucking right. <laughs> it, 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 like, the... there's like a lot of the thing. The thing I love about it is, on paper, Stitch should be a terrible character because mm-hmm. you never want to write a character who can do anything. But Stitch can do anything, and the reason he's such a great character is because it's never a problem when he's fighting an alien the problem is that he is so destructive that he He, needs to stop himself yeah he's fundamentally missing this piece of his life and throughout the movie he kind of has to learn what a family is learn that he wants it and then realize like his destructive tendencies are the one thing that would prevent him from getting it Mm -hmm. it's a great movie you should watch it yeah, it's so good. And beautifully animated. Like just Yeah, we didn't we didn't really get into that, but it's just a good looking movie. And so that's good. most Disney movies are good looking movies, so it's yeah. usually not even worth mentioning, but it just is. It just looks good. Uh yeah. it, it it really captures the feeling of uh I I can't I I've never been to, to 
I've never been to any island in Hawaii. Oh, okay. But, um... You mean Kauai? I thought it began with M. Am I no. thinking of a different one? Yeah, you're thinking, I'm you're thinking of a different it, one. This movie takes place on Kauai, I believe. So, I've never been to Kauai. But Holy shit, this, this movie, movie was has... originally going to take place in Kansas. <laughs> I get that. Ooh, that would have um, been bad. I definitely think it's better in Kauai, but I... You could do the same small town thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the thing. It has such a sense of place, and that place is so insular. Yeah. It's like, this is a a tiny place telling a big story, and I like that. Yeah. And the animation about this has it feeling like a tiny place telling a big story. And they do stuff like they play with the fact that there are mountains and volcanoes everywhere, you know? Oh, God, yeah, there's a point where Stitch drives a semi... Uh, like a gas semi into a volcanic, uh, <laughs> like shelf. <laughs> oh man, that was good. Yeah, it's a good thing that actually uh, didn't come back to haunt them because I think it very much could have. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that Lilo has a last name, and I never knew that. Okay, what is it? Uh, Pelekai. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we didn't mention it because I would not want to butcher a character's last name for an entire podcast no for sure lilo and stitch 2 stitch has a glitch Mm Hmm. which seems like a movie that was written because the title rhymed and they figured out the rest of it as they went along (laughs) first impressions there should be a seizure warning before this movie oh god yeah Because the first thing it does is flash a lot of green on black, and I'm sure that's not great for a lot of people. It is... It is definitely a a better color combination to flash. But yeah, still not great. Definitely have that warning. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if you're prone to seizures and you're listening to this podcast, turn it off now. That was a joke. (laughs) It's an audio podcast. Listen to this. Leave a rating or review. Listen to all the others. Tell your friends. Let them know. If you build it, they will come. Whatever we were talking about. Boy, I don't remember how this... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stitch is having a dream that he is, like... They, like, goes crazy and starts destroying stuff. And he he wakes up when he hurts Lilo in the dream. So, like, right off the bat, this Stitch is a very different character from the last movie. Okay. You want to talk about how... I was hoping you would fill in the blanks there for a bit, buddy, because Well, you, like, brought up the idea, so I figured you wanted to be the one to run with it. I'm, like, still half-joking. Okay, great. So, like... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, he's kind of timid the whole time. He He's taken on this very, like, Bruce Banner-y, like, afraid-of-his-own-power stance that's very yeah. strange. Yeah. Like, it's interesting, but it's so abrupt and weird. That's kind of my main issue with this thing, because Stitch's instinct for destruction in the first movie is, like, all him. And he learns that there's other stuff than destruction, and he gets and he wants to focus on that. And in the series, which, you know, I used to watch and I loved... It's very good. ...was always pointed toward whatever was currently wreaking havoc throughout Hawaii. So it was never 
a bad thing exactly I think the the fear that this movie plays on is is the is not being able to control those tendencies. Yeah, and if it was done a little bit differently, it could feel a little like a uh, sort of structured. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it could feel more like Clark Kent than Bruce Banner. Yeah. Which I would appreciate a little bit more, just like. World of being cardboard. scared of your own strength instead of like being scared that you're gonna lose control yeah i can see that although one of the, one of the things i did notice that about this movie is did they randomly add in a couple words for lilo or could the voice actor just not sound the same moment for moment this because... so, so this was a, this movie is the only movie to have a different voice actress for lilo okay and I usually don't even notice shit like that, but it was very yeah, jarring yeah, to me. Yeah, she, from the beginning to the end of the movie, the the cadence of her voice changes uh, drastically. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate, but it happens. Yeah. Lilo tries to prove that Stitch is still good by, like, trying to destroy <laughs> stuff, and he has to save it. Including uh, uh a bust of Elvis, I believe. Yeah. And her favorite book, which is Plastic Surgery's Gone Wrong. Which sounds like such an awesome book. <laughs> like Uh and it's that's very Lilo. I want that um, book. I need and to then call she, I need to call Justin she does McElroy. A, she does a trust fall, which is not an appropriate height for a trust fall. The the trust fall is too high. Yeah, the trust fall where, like, a kid could actually hurt themselves doing this trust fall. Let, let me tell you something. As somebody who's, as, some, as a child who's jumped off of many bunk beds, yeah, you get real beat up. But you could also not. I mean, I've also jumped off bunk beds. You're usually fine. Uh, if you do like, it backwards, you're going to get pretty hurt. That's the thing. <laughs> I did a lot of uh, Long Live the King scenes off of bunk beds. Oh, nice. That's real choice. <laughs> uh, I did a lot of... Uh, orbital drops off of my, my mm. off of beds and jungle gyms because i was a cool kid i see who got to explain <laughs> what the concept of an orbital drop was to my friends <laughs> and that makes you the coolest motherfucker in the jungle gym it's true no it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> so then we see like what the what the rest of the family life is like and there are a couple things Okay, so I have opinions about what Lilo's family life should look like that this mm-hmm. kind of made... This is one of the things, like, there are points for me against this movie that are just because it's not exactly what I would have wanted. Um, And one of them is that, like, there's not as much focus on Nani anymore. Nani, it, 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 this movie focuses more on David than on Nani in some respects, which was kind of annoying. Oof. Because his story is not interesting. Also, Pleakley isn't wearing a wig in this scene where they're just hanging out at home, and that kind of, that made me feel a little bit weird, and I couldn't remember if, like, in the series he just wore a wig when he was around. I don't, I don't remember. remember either. It's been so long. There is a hula festival happening. Uh-huh. And okay, there's a hula competition happening in three days, and it's annual, so this fucking guy knew about it the whole time? The whole year he knew about this thing? 
And he decided to tell these little girls three days before that they needed to create an original hula. And fuck you, buddy. (laughs) So it's for the May Day Festival, and Lilo... Akumu tells Lilo, hey, listen, way back in the Dizay, your mom totally <laughs> won this event. And that's, those are his exact words. I remember them. Mm-hmm. I wrote them down. <laughs> I don't take notes. Um, I do when the movie's exceptionally bad, because that way I can remember anything. Right. So, um, yeah, Akum- and... But the, the thing, now, and, and he gets this cute little picture. I mean, her mom's adorable. Uh, her mom looks of- exactly like her. Yeah, of her mom doing doing her hula. And the thing, I'm not sure, at the end of this movie, I still wasn't sure, how I felt about revisiting the broken family aspect. Because on the one hand, a child never gets over not having a mother, and that's always going to be, I, like, part it. of Lilo. But on the other hand, her home life is so much more stable and supporting in this movie, I, it doesn't feel like there should be as much of a story there well, i don't think i don't think it's so much as as it being like a broken family thing so much as it's like this is this is a connection to her mom mm-hmm. this is some. this is a th- if she wins this competition she now has a tangible connection to her mother that's more than just a photograph yeah like that yeah, has... but that's another reason i felt like nani should be more in this movie than she yeah is. nani really should have been more involved with yeah. this um so myrtle uh just tells lilo that she'll never be like her mom which is such a deep cut that's that's like that's so he, cruel that like stitch is holding <laughs> lilo back and then when when she says that he like lets go yeah, they both look and, at each other and Stitch is like, no, you, you're you good. <laughs> and then... And then Lilo beats up Myrtle. Stitch takes pictures of it. and uh, uh, But here's the thing, again. I don't know that we need to retread beating up Myrtle. Like, it feels no, good, we do. but I'm not sure we needed it. I... Listen. <laughs> I wasn't sure either. <laughs> until she said that line. <laughs> and I was like, oh, bitch gonna learn today. <laughs> Um, also, one this one thing. This I, was one yeah. of two scenes in this movie that I thought was in the original movie. Really? Yes. Okay. I vividly remembered this scene being in the original movie. So, um, but I think I watched both of them back to back a lot. Mm. So Stitch takes a bunch of pictures, and <laughs> when we cut to the next scene, Nani is looking at the pictures while being told what happened, and. And Lilo whispers to Stitch, next time flush the evidence. <laughs> Which I really love. It's very good. And then, then okay, but here's another one of my issues with this movie. The, the big problem I have with this movie is it's the same movie. Uh, so much in this movie is exactly the same that it just feels like a weaker version of the first movie. Which we do see kind of a lot watching sequels. Yeah, it... Th- th- um, this, but it, like this... David is exactly the same character and he and Nani have exactly mm-hmm. the same relationship where like he comes over to like take her to a movie or something but she's like she's gonna deal with this Lilo thing and that's just like exactly like the last movie and again that's definitely something that could happen <laughs> but wait you really have a problem with this Pleakley and Jumba my understanding was they were going to be taking a better role in like 
as like caretakers or breadwinners or something. Uh, and they're more involved again because I keep on comparing it to the series they're more involved in like the day to day of Lilo's life in that mm-hmm. and in this one they seem to be doing their own fucking thing all the time and it's it's more like they're renters than their family it's definitely very strange mm-hmm. I will say that Disney sequels t- tend to have like two major problems is one is is retelling the same story but weaker mm-hmm. and the other one is having multiple plot lines for no reason like like <sighs> i don't want to talk about it because it sucks but there is a plot line in this movie in which pleakley is trying to like help david with his relate quote-unquote relationship problems by making nani jealous they are they do not have enough of a relationship to have relationship problems yes wow true <laughs> well but painful. They, david says they've been dating for three weeks and like that's that's not long month. enough for there to like if there are problems within three weeks you're breaking up already because... but, the th- but right but the thing is isn't that is that there are no problems please just that's blow and smoke up david's ass and david's too much of an idiot to come to protest yeah and the other thing is the the the, the fact that pleakley has this side story with david makes it really weird when he's in like the rest of the movie it's like is he just running everywhere he's so fast when does he sleep his tiny little tentacle legs are so fast mm-hmm <laughs> I have a note here that says if something doesn't happen, I'll just go to sleep. So there must have been a really boring part there, coming up. There, so well, so there's the f- uh, the family the fun family night. night. Yeah, where they're watching them. I haven't seen it. I mean, me, me neither. <laughs> and hopefully that will stay true for the rest of my life. The um, I think it says a lot about Lilo that like family movie night is all bad uh horror movies though that if i when if i was a kid that would be so choice yeah right (laughs) like watching just dumb spider like giant spiders eating people and stuff that'd be cool i'd be into that as a kid but as an adult who knows that movies are bad (laughs) (laughs) i i I really feel for Nani though, like her whole like speech about how she tried so hard to have a good family night. Like, no, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna have a family night. Like, I get that so much. She like cooked for family night though, and like, look, I don't know how it was with your family. Like, we would have we would have like dinners together where it'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, we're doing something together, and and like on. New Year's Eve or something, we would get, like... It wouldn't be, like, real cooking, but we'd get, like, pizza rolls and, like, mozzarella sticks and, like, like shitty food that you eat on New Year's Eve, that type of stuff. But on, like, a regular family movie night, that's pizza day, man. Well, no, I... I'm not working for family night. We're getting fucking pizza. (laughs) for, for, For me, I definitely know of moments in our family's life where my mom put all of this effort into us having a proper sit-down family dinner just once just once everyone i mean i get that this but this isn't a sit-down family dinner they're watching a movie together well they're not a they're not they're not a conventional sit-down family tony (laughs) a broken family tony (laughs) 
They're not broken, Andy. They're stitched together. How dare you? <laughs> Dude, are you proud of that? That's really good. That wasn't even mine. I think somebody referenced it as like the reason his name is Stitch. That's really good. Uh, but yeah, I do like it. Uh, it's just like a it's like an alien themed dinner, and she has cooked a bunch of alien themed stuff. And they're like eating alien eyeballs. I love Stitch. that, like that. Pleakley yeah. is like, this is cultural appropriation in a way that is definitely <laughs> unsatisfying. And Jumbo's like, listen, Nani's in a mood. We're gonna eat her food. We're gonna smile, pretend to be happy, and then we'll go to sleep. The, this movie puts Jumba and Pleakley's relationship in like a weird. They're they're fucking married. Mar- yeah, like marital status. That's really mm-hmm. good. I think it's good to have them be basically married. Like, they live together. They're fucking Joey and Chandler. Um, yeah. But more married. But but a little bit more married. So, like, I, th- I think it's a good dynamic for them to have. I just wish that their dynamic worked on anyone else in the movie. Like, if they had a natural dynamic with everybody else in the movie, that would be so just they're so separate wonderful. from everybody else is the problem. Well, and he- this is where we see that, because Stitch goes crazy... Gets the green eyes, starts jumping everywhere. Yeah, Jumbo realizes something is wrong, and, and tells doesn't like nobody. Tell the family or tell Stitch. He doesn't even tell Pleakley at first. Right, Pleakley just knows because he's following him and is nosy. But what he should be doing is saying, "Hey, I think there's something wrong with Stitch. I'll fix it." Like a family, just like everybody be aware. You know. Ugh. That was very annoying. So this is where we get the backstory. Oh, okay, yes. Which is while while Jumba was creating Stitch, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here and like growl while you do this because I hate this this fucking thing. I hate charged molecules. <laughs> well, thanks for yeah, thanks for giving it away. But yeah, basically, <laughs> S- Stitch's molecules, like a battery, weren't fully charged, which means they're depleting. Mm-mm. And he's going crazy and will eventually die. That's like not... What? Like what? That's not what charged molecules are. I don't... Listen, as a guy who did a thesis on molecules... Yes, tell me, tell me... I could not fucking tell you. Okay. (laughs) I I, I don't know enough about molecules to tell you that that you're wrong. Or that you're right. (laughs) I'm fairly sure this alien movie is wrong. I'm fairly sure this alien movie slash Disney sequel is ah, wrong. Ah, you mean this cartoon for children. I think... <laughs> wow, how dare you? This cartoon for children is wrong, Tony? Tell me more. I'm intrigued. I, I'm feeling so attacked right now. Oh, yeah, are you? <laughs> <laughs> charged molecules but anyway I thought, getting I arrested thought that the point of this podcast was to attack people who had worked very hard on a thing that they made i listen there not are things, me there are things worthy of complaining about that this movie does not have i just i it, it bothers me that charged like charged particles listeners let this be a testament to how good this movie is that all tony can complain about is charged particles it's not the charged molecules that's the problem it's the fact that that's the main like that's the problem 
Like, if they just say that it's like a throwaway thing, that'd be fine, but they don't. It's the whole thing. Stitch is dying because of a fake science fiction thing. And I get it, it's all fake science fiction thing, but come on, give me, a, give me like something real. Something that sounds like it could be real. This is a pretty good movie, though. <laughs> all things considered. Yeah, well, it does do this thing where Jumbo's like, you know, it really sounds oh, like I can Tony's make this, molecules I can do it. weren't charged this morning. Like, I can't do it. It's like, cool. Huh? What? Okay. <laughs> it was a really good joke. So, You'll hear it when you're editing. Great. <laughs> um, Lilo and Stitch are uh, thinking of hulas, and their hula ideas are cute. None of them make any sense, but they're nope. cute. Yeah. Eventually they decide, after this great montage... So, at, when they first duly said Elvis, I was like, oh, a hula about Elvis would be a great idea. A hula about Elvis, that, that would make, that would be very Lilo. But then she doesn't do that. Instead, they try to channel his spiritual essence. They try to, like, seance him into giving them an idea. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing this, Stitch goes on an Elvis-themed path of destruction, which... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, again, the biggest problem with this movie is that it doesn't have enough original ideas. Because that's just, like, what fucking happened in the other movie. Yeah. But eventually, they come to the conclusion that they need to do a, a hula about... Oh, fuck, I should have written this down, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should have. Give me a sec. Do you know this guy's name? The legend of Hiyaka? Hiyaka? Hiyaka. Okay. There's a, this is the thing about uh, these kind of Hawaiian terms is they have apostrophes in them, and I don't think that means pause. So mm. I think it's just either Hiyaka or let's go with Hiyaka. So this is who she just said. It's, a, it's apparently a an old Hawaiian, like, uh... Yeah, legend of... Uh, I was going to say folktale, but legend's better. <laughs> I was trying to think of the right word there. It's like a, it's like a, you know, God falls in love with a mortal type of story. It's good stuff. Yeah. Anyway. There's molten lava, murder. It's got everything you need for a good hula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, over the course of this destructive montage, Lilo's kind of obsessing over winning this competition. So Stitch's weird behavior to her is just him being malicious. Mm-hmm. Which, if she wasn't so obsessively driven towards her goal, maybe she would realize that her family is acting weird. Yeah. But let's cut away for a second, because meanwhile, we get some more Pleakley David stuff. <laughs> Now, I did say that I didn't want to talk about this, so I I'll let just, you take the one, reins. There's one thing I do like about it. So, Pleakley <sighs> decides to drag David to Nani's place of work, already a point off. Yeah, already a bad idea. <laughs> um, So that he can speak loudly about how great he is, and then Pleakley flirts with him, and Nani, like isn't a fucking idiot <laughs> she knows what what an alien in a wig looks like she knows yeah she's like listen pleakley i get it <laughs> and then she here's the best part right is she just kind of cuts through the bullshit and is like listen david do you just want to hang out tomorrow 
That's the thing. Her reaction to it's so great. Because Pleakley's like, oh no, he has plans. And she's like, he does. And she's like, alright, fine. And David's like, I do? Oh god, David's such a uh, fucking idiot. David's 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 a moron. Like he he needs Nani to look after him. Like she needs, looks after literally everybody else. I, Nani, I think Nani needs less children in her life. <laughs> she has so many. But he's just he's just like so. Okay, well here's the thing though. Like maybe they dumbed him down a little bit too much in this movie. Because in the last movie he did find her a job and save her dog. Like. There is a scene later in this movie that I do really like where he just shows up out of nowhere in the middle of another scene <laughs> wearing, uh, like, a bullfighting outfit. Yes. <laughs> like, honey, what are you doing? <laughs> and at this point, Nani's just so tired of his bullshit. She's close to the door on him, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, not, not right now, man. So... <sighs> Here's, and look, man, I'm I'm complaining about little stuff because this is this movie basically is, an okay movie. Yeah, and this like, movie this movie is good. I I wouldn't call it good, but it's not bad. Would you not call it good? It's you it's, know, it's it's too much like a worse version of the first movie. You could just watch the first movie again. No, for I sure. I mean, it's not it's not bad like Mulan 2 is bad. It's not bad like a lot of the movies we watched are bad. It's just like not... I would call it good. It doesn't tell a new story, so it's not like worth watching. Now, maybe this is me coming off of the delirious high that was watching The Wild and a, Madagascar back-to-back. That was a delirious <laughs> low, but, but keep going. But I, I th- this feels like a good, fun movie. Like, the plot is rehashed, sure, but... There are some really good moments in this movie, like, like there like, are good moments. Like touching and that's butts why I love Elvis. that there's a series about this where you can see good moments between the characters. But does the series? But like touch one of the things that bothers me is is Stitch is fine. Stitch drops the glitch thing long enough for him and Lilo to write and memorize a hula. And but, he won't get he he doesn't get another glitch until they're actually like rehearsing it in front of people like that's weird he should have been glitching the whole time no yeah definitely the the pacing of this movie isn't that great but and the the best parts of this movie are when lilo and stitch fight like siblings yeah those are really good partially because it like highlights the fact that when nani was trying to kill lilo a fucking dog she adopted a kid yeah (laughs) Like I said, Nani needs less children in her life. Mm-hmm. And it's got this great scene where, where Lilo's chasing Stitch and he slams the door in her face and then holds his finger against it. <coughs> so she can't get through. Yeah, because he's super strong and can lift, what was it, 1,300 <laughs> times his weight? Yeah, or something. He's, he's, he's buff. Give me a sec. <coughs> Fuck. Uh, I might be dying. This is it, Tony. This is the last Look, man. Of the if you if you survive the wild, I'm not sure anything can kill you at this you, point. Ah, you make a good point. I am very strong. <laughs> so, everybody, you need to clap your hands and believe in Andy. No, don't. That'll just kill me faster. It's, 
Uh, light fading. <laughs> um, Jumbo's plot machine that's gonna fix everything explodes halfway through the movie, and, and like, this is the epitome of Jumba and Pleakley's like weird marital relationship because Pleakley is just like, hey man, we've only been married for a week and three days or something, a month and three days, a time. An How indete- long has it been? I- an indeterminate amount of time. I'm going to say a year. Maybe, maybe a year. Like we know that Christmas happened because they have a hovercraft, and yeah, they got that at Christmas. Yeah, so let's go with a year and three days. But like, okay. you're the most evil genius I know. And Jumbo's like, "You're right." right that was the <laughs> right accent. <laughs> Let me try again. That was like a weird. That was like a Vegeta. No. It sounded like Pete. Pete? It's, it sounded to me like Pete. <laughs> the... I wish I could do a solid Pete, because then that means I could do a Tigger. Um, uh, 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 no, I can't do it. He, he basically agrees, and he's like, Just yes. Just Russian, man. You can't go into like, me, a Russian accent? Get me Lynch. This is a different Russian accent, though. This, this is a different Russian accent. Ah. <laughs> uh. Get me Lynch. No, it's still not right. <laughs> it's not. Oh, very good, though. I can't do fucking any accent, so we'll just move on. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Stitch has a fucking existential crisis. Stitch? Which is, like, my favorite thing about this movie, and that one feels like it... That feels like it really could be like something. Yeah, it, if that it, was played up more. Yeah, I feel like a lot of problems with these movies is they just don't have enough of a pre-production, right? Like it's like we need a Disney sequel out. Here's a basic idea for what a a story plot could be. Now you have a uh, three months to animate it and make of it what you will. Like I feel like if they had sat down and really just kind of zeroed in on what made this plot interesting they could have made a if great we could movie focus a little bit more on like the family dynamic and a little bit less on like the david's like we could cut out we could cut out the, all the, of the david. Weird david thing where's and just have him be a character again you know here's a here's a question mm. where's cobra bubbles that is a question i was wondering that too um like i re- i really missed him he doesn't need to be in a Lilo and Stitch movie, but it would make it feel a lot better. If he just, like, at one point just showed up and is like, I've been getting calls of disturbances. Right. Maybe maybe he's the reason they can't fly the hovercraft all the time or something. Yeah. You know? um, something. Anything. But, but, so this whole time, Stitch has been, at the very beginning... Lilo showed Stitch a chart about how he's totally good now. And oh. he's been... Every time he made a mistake, he's erased some of the good. That is such a good just... Mm. Yeah. That's 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 something that should have been focused on more. Way more. Yeah, and, and, like, okay, so this, like, machine that Jumba needs to build, and he builds it twice, like, that's not useful. No. Like that's something I did that doesn't need to be there. More about this existential crisis thing could be I, and the chart. Um, I would have liked it if this was more of a Spider-Man Two situation, right? Where all Stitch needed was just to believe in himself and realize he doesn't have to not be destructive to also be it's good. Been, it's been a long time since I've seen Spider-Man Two. 
Well, if you remember, the point of Spider-Man 2 is Spider-Man could be Spider-Man and also be Peter. He doesn't have to choose. If that movie was so. that movie was I mean, real weird and dumb in a good way. I remember Spider. I remember that was the scene with the train. Yeah, the right? train the, scene is the scene everybody the, remembers. And I remember Doc Ock walking into the. The thing about the old Spider-Man movies, um, is they always killed off the villains. Yeah. And I feel like that was like the the only superhero movie coming out at that time that was like one superhero. And they always killed off the villain. So, it, like... I think that... But that was I, true I don't know, it always felt really weird to me. Because for a while, that was, like, the go-to what a superhero movie looked like. Yeah. I think... I feel like that's still kind of the case. Just... Yeah. There's a lot more... There's a lot of dressing mm-hmm. that lets us ignore the fact that that's pretty much been true. Like, I can't... Like, very few villains and superhero movies make it to another movie well but a lot of the times in like current marvel movies for instance the hero will kill the villain okay because the kill the 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 villains villain has to but for spider-man he's not supposed to kill anybody so the villains always died like green goblin killed himself yep in a stupid like a stupid way that a stupid person might drive his own car at himself godspeed spider-man and then doc got killed himself by like walking into a river and thinking back i don't think he needed to no he really didn't um uh, i'm sure there was a plot reason why he did have to but yeah and then the villains i think killed each other in the third one i think sandman lives i don't care uh yeah sandman one. lives Be- no sandman's a good character in that movie his arc is really good i really like it mm. If you say so, it's the only redeemed. He's the only criminal. He's the only good character. He's the only good character in that movie. Like, who am I supposed to care about? Fucking new goblin who looks like shit, or Topher Grace's weird shitty Venom? No, I would have loved to care about Venom. I would have loved to care about Venom too. (laughs) It's just that he sucked a lot. Sorry, real quick aside. That new Venom movie that's coming out looks really good. My issue is that. One, I'm not gonna go see a Sony superhero movie unless some, unless like 14 people tell me I need to see it. Um, but two, I my big issue with it is that, all right, so Venom looks exactly like Spider-Man, right? What? Venom, not, not I'm not. I don't have an issue with like the costume or anything. I mean, Venom's design originally is supposed to look like Spider-Man because he came from Spider-Man's suit. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, there's like nothing about Spider-Man in the new Venom movie he, because they're he, not. He doesn't have the the white insignia, as far as I can tell. Okay. Um. So, he, but he it's... still has like spider abilities. Well, he's got he it, it, the the from what I could see in the trailer, his abilities seem to just be, I'm like stretchy. I'm stretchy, yeah, and I stab okay. people with my stretchy ooze, and also that I have a be... long creepy tongue. Could that be is kind of sexual, but also kind of creepy. I saw a lot of people complaining about the about like what Venom's head looked like, and I no. was like, guys, did you forget how fucking dumb he looked in Spider-Man Three? That's the thing about Venom is even even the coolest Venom ever was. Venom is a dumb as fuck looking character, but thirteen year old me thought he was so fucking cool. Well, here's the thing about Venom. He has a fucking dog mouth. 
and yeah. you gotta make it look you I gotta need, sell it a little bit i need to i need to send you this photo i have of a horse with a dog mouth that i love i think i've seen those i, I want, think i've seen horse with a dog mouth that's... i want a horse with a dog mouth so fucking bad my dream that's my dream pet what a good boy so speaking of horses with dog mouths stitch all right uh i'll let it happen where the <laughs> fuck were we in this movie uh, uh were we gonna do stitches um his like trying to redeem himself thing helping little old ladies yes cross the road? yes <laughs> all he <laughs> needs to be good is to make all you need is to have one million old ladies cross a road <laughs> he like starts kidnapping old ladies to help them cross the road it's great he glues hair onto the barber's head Mm-hmm. And the barber barbers ins- into it. Yeah, instead of being eternally grossed out, because <laughs> uh, it was floor hair. I would rather be bald. Stitch. What else does he do? He. This is a good montage. It, um, it really is. The... I will what say. What song is it too? I will say one thing. One, one thing that surprised me about this movie is they got all of the original songs and Elvis songs back which Mm -hmm. is good i'm glad that they took that a lot of sequels to disney movies kind of just either don't have music or just don't have music that is as good oh man peter pan too man oh fadufa uh but but the thing is if they're willing to to pay some money to get elvis songs then you automatically have good songs in your movie right well the passion fruit that's great And it's so divine not to lose your mind as it sweeps you off your feet. Why do you like this? <laughs> I could sing the whole song. So do you I... want to keep moving or? <sighs> Inupendi. Why? <laughs> it's in my head now. <laughs> um, Farts. I will say. Hmm surprised they didn't get hound dog that's like the quintessential elvis song so the festival lilo's at the festival lilo's trying to do this solo act she wrote the hula for two people pretty pretty obviously i feel like the point is that she's supposed to be this goddess and stitch is supposed to be the mortal and Mm -hmm. she has kicked stitch out because he keeps going fucking crazy so she's just gonna do it herself so Stitch comes back and is like, no, look, I fixed everything. Lilo's not having it. She's like, nah. You get one more chance or you're fucking out of here. Yeah, Lilo starts dropping F-bombs like crazy. <laughs> it's adorable. Like, have it's, you ever heard a little kid swear? It's it's so endearing. It makes swears sound pure and good like sugar. <laughs> sugar is all right i know as Uh, a person who doesn't eat sweets yeah that was a weird metaphor even for me so stitch stitch real really biffs it though because he has one last one last uh cuckoo bananas breakdown Mm. destroys the props destroys the room so 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 at this point we kind of cut not really much happens that i remember either okay but the competition happens do we go to the competition let's just go to the competition all right all right all right so later the competition everybody's there uh that's not true i misspoke um 
five people Jumba, over there. Jumba and Pleakley are still trying to make the... Uh, part two of the fusion device or whatever. They're, they're, they're making their, their the plot hole device. The MacGuffin. You know? Yeah. The MacGuffin, yeah. Um, or the but Mac Nani and David are, <laughs> uh, are there to watch Lilo. Myrtle puts on just the worst... She, Ooh, oh like, god what a terrible what terrible could beat that. her parents must be such fucking like capitalist pigs they're the worst like i had they, they must their, be the worst they they there cannot be a single good thing about them mm-hmm. just before lilo goes goes on stitch, stitch tells, tells her, her she's, she's gonna be great and this is like the most emotional part of the movie <laughs> sorry this, is, this like is the most emotional part. Yeah. yeah. Could... And he says, you know, he's sorry. And and then he glitches out and, like, smacks her and scratches her in the face, just like in his dream. His worst fear. And she's, like, heart, but she's, like, more concerned with the fact that he seems to be having some kind of seizure. Yeah, like, she's um, definitely, like, something's wrong. But when, when he realizes what he did, he runs off. And she goes to do her hula, and then, like, two notes in, just runs off stage, going after Stitch. Let me talk for a second about how much I don't care about Jumba's self-doubt. I don't care. Um, but they keep going back to it in this movie. Like, we haven't really talked about it, but he, like, talks about how he can't do- how he can't make this thing. And I think it's supposed to, like, rev up dramatic tension, and it just- it's just- they like, shouldn't have spent very much time like, on yeah. Jumbo making S- seriously. Um, but Lilo runs into Jumbo and Pleakley. They're trying to find Stitch because they don't have a lot more time before he goes and just like like dies in a super not dramatic way. Well, so so before he dies, I will say he steals the ship, right? And pulls up what is it like the compendium of uninhabitable planets? Uh huh. Which, I wish there was like, I I want that. Yeah. Just, sounds like you want to go somewhere where no one could ever find you, and you'll probably <laughs> die of starvation. Have um, you considered C one five two B, the desert planet? So Lilo calls him and says, "You know, you can't you can't leave. You know, I need you." And he says he's too, like, he, he's too, he can't stay, he's too dangerous. And then he starts flipping out and destroys the cockpit, and the ship crashes. And so she uses the hoverboard to go get him, puts him in the machine, it and, doesn't work. And, and watches, Stitch and watches her dies. brother die. Or her brother slash her dog. Her brother dog, her dog brother. Her brother dog. And man, like I said, I wasn't real... Um, into this movie uh, and it made me really mad when Stitch died because I was like oh what you're gonna make me sad now oh are you gonna fucking make cheap trick making me watch <laughs> right? Stitch that's, die movie that's the thing right is like <laughs> up until this point the movie's a fun ride with like a couple of deep moments and then when Stitch dies you're like fuck you this shouldn't make me as sad as it does but I just watched the first movie so I'm compromised (laughs) I'm not in an emotionally good state for this movie how dare you how could you fucking do this to me piece of shit Um, and then 
like the legend and, oh of... i gotta i gotta say this because it made me so mad too a fucking dumb machine knows what stitch's body is doing for my hair sample from two days ago <laughs> you, you just went back to the beginning of the fucking movie with that it spike. was it was in the beginning of the movie but it was at the end too where like you know the disney thing where where somebody cries on somebody and they come back to life yeah the machine started reading vitals again from the hair sample not from stitch he wasn't in the damn thing anymore <laughs> you can't get vitals from a fucking hair sample i i will say that unlike most disney movies this movie had a lot of precedence for people's love bringing somebody back to life How's that? Well, the 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 legend that they're telling is about. Oh yes, 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 yes. The, yes. The that was again. Love is stronger there are than bits, death. There are bits of this movie that are real clever, like that. the the whole The whole point of her hula is that friendship and love is stronger than death, and then she brings it up. But but what I hate, boy howdy, what I hate. One more thing I hate about this movie, and then we can we can we can be done talking about how much I hate this movie is. <laughs> Chumba, a man of science, says this is impossible and does not investigate. <laughs> this is not possible. Uh, God, I can't. He, I can't do a Chumba voice. I, I want to. You fucking can't. That's weird. It's, I, I'm usually like, I can do like a word. This one just is escaping me. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, it's a miracle. And there's, he says, it's, he says it's not possible and what he doesn't do is like make sure that stitch is okay god you know what would be great is if jumba is here here's how you could save this right is jumba goes this isn't possible it would like the energy hmm and then he just says an offline about how like if i could weaponize love i would make the strongest (laughs) weapon in the in the galaxy that'd be good yeah something oh but there's Again, there's, like, some really good stuff here. Like, we didn't mention that the person who gets Jumba, who gets Stitch out of the machine is Jumba, and he, like, picks him up and holds him. And it made me think, oh, his son just dies. Man, what a like, weird... Like, this is awful. Yeah, this... <sighs> uh... So then they dance the the hula that uh, yeah, Stitch and Lilo yeah, they, 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 yeah, made, and the movie ends. But and and there's some good stuff like like Lilo calls Stitch a trog, in one scene, <laughs> which is great it's because good, yeah. she could only have heard that while she was being kidnapped by a giant whale, and she fucking held on to it. She was like, "Ooh, this is a good one." In case she was mad later. Trog. I ragged on this movie a lot, but, like, it's just the first movie, but slightly worse. Which means it's pretty fucking good anyway. Having just come off of, you know, the wild, I can, like, you can watch this movie without feeling physically ill. This movie is watchable. Uh Uh-huh. It, it has a plot, it's got a story, it's got characters that matter. Despite all of its inconsistencies, it manages even to if wield, they, even have if a coherent... Even if characters only matter because you because, like them from the last movie. They, yeah, it, that's, nice guess what, it. that's fucking more than anything the Wild had. <laughs> even that much. <laughs> like, that's this, true. This movie has a fucking theme that it sticks to and delivers on. Whoa. 
amazing. <laughs> I just like the. <laughs> I'm getting worked up again. Think of your think of your blood pressure, Andy. Oh man, yeah. No, this movie's awesome. It's really fun. It's got great emotional moments. Um, I think a lot of my problems with this movie are just how it kind of doesn't really fit in with the TV series very well. That's my the, see. That might be my main reason against it because it feels like it goes against this uh, more like palatable canon. Yeah. Like a canon that I really like and that works really well and it sort of pushes against it. Yeah. Like they both line up with Lilo and Stitch the movie. But I don't know if these if if this movie lines up with the series. And and the series I think for a lot of people is like the definitive continuation of Lilo and Stitch. Mm. Uh, with good reason. It's very good. Well, we talked a little bit at one point about how it's one of the, maybe there are a few other, I I can't pretend that I've watched every Disney uh, adaptation, but it's one of the, it's one of the Disney TV shows that actually feels like the movie. Yeah. Like, Like it feels like it could be a continuation of the story in a way that... Like, another one I, I used to watch was Timon and Pumbaa, and that's... It's just completely different. Yeah, it, it's... It, 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 it's more story. It's not it's not just, hey, look at these two characters you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it adds on to the, the canon of the film and to the character's growth in a way that's satisfying. Which you don't get from a lot of Disney series that add on to the movie, except for maybe, I don't know, Tarzan and Jane, maybe? I don't know. Did you watch that one? I watched it a lot, but I don't remember enjoying it much. Okay, well that can't be great news. Uh, I from a, from people who are a few years older than me, I've heard good things about Aladdin, but I couldn't swear. I know that the that, the second movie, the second Aladdin movie, is a tie-in to the series, and is which the one's third movie is supposed to wrap it up? Well, isn't the third movie about his dad? Third movie is about his dad. Cool. But, like, specifically in the second movie, they were like, we need to kill off Jafar so we can make a series. <laughs> we gotta, we so just that... gotta get rid of Jafar. We gotta. Ah, so, um, I like the first movie, and I don't think the second movie's bad. How about you? I, I, I think they're, I think the first movie's uh, fucking amazing, and I think the second movie is fine. It's good. All right. Neither of these is the wild, and therefore we recommend it wholeheartedly. I literally, man, the wild, the wild lowered the bar so, so fucking, fucking low. Like, I, I could watch 36 minutes of a man eating a bag of chips and occasionally going, mm, and it would be a better experience. I like that he doesn't like the chips that much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just occasionally just eats one and he's like mm. Mm. thank you for listening to direct a video VHS VHS oh, I have been your co-host Tony Urbusto and I have been your co-host Andy Reyes words do we do Twitter now zap okay you cut out for a second can I do can I do a stitch let's find out is this good is is this working? Oh, well, hmm. Um, 
I can hear a little bit of Stitch in there, but you sound like... Uh, I don't... Like, maybe a Muppet of some kind? Huh. The line between Stitch and Muppet's very thin, if you think uh, about it. How, God, ugh. I, I, I'm getting stage fright now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> hard. It's hard. You can find Turner. Oof, no. I can't cont- I can't do that. I don't have enough water. <laughs> okay. Oof, man. That's playing havoc on my throat. Go ahead. I was going to say, it sounds like it would be kind of grating. <laughs> Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at TheaterBats. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Royalty underscore Valens. And you can find the comic that I do on InspiredByTrueEvents.org. And this is going to be the last time I'm going to plug this other thing because I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. It's finished. And if you haven't checked it out, then you probably won't. Um, but also, but if you want to read time. some Pokemon fan fiction, that's it's, in the description. It's very good. Maybe more coming? Shrug? Uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> shrug at me, you piece of shit. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, real special thanks to Lee Rosevere for Penguins on Parade. You can find a link to that in the description below, as well as uh, some other stuff that we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Wherever you get your local podcasts, uh, give us that five-star review. It really matters to us. Yeah, I recently learned that most of our listeners aren't on iTunes, so like, just like whatever pod tracker you have, or you know, podcatcher you have, if they even if you're not on iTunes, just go rate us there. Yeah, go on iTunes and be I like, "Hey, iTunes, this is so great. Trust me." Because I don't listen to any podcasts on iTunes, but I think I've left yeah, like neither. four reviews. What are they going to do? Call you a liar? Yeah. You don't listen to this podcast. We don't have a record of you downloading this podcast invalid <laughs> off of itunes off i say i'm steve jobs back from the dead here to kick you off of itunes they call it apple podcasts now oh do they this is shit yeah what? that's confusing yeah i had to download the podcast app to fucking leave a review of you know like good podcasts and i was irked oh um, not that our <laughs> podcast isn't good <laughs> <laughs> Look what you fucking did, Andy. Just listen. Like, we're not, like, we're not Roman Mars, you know? We're not soothing people with our knowledge. No, but I like to think that they like how angry I got at Prince of Egypt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or they like hearing to... I meant I hope they liked how angry I got at Prince of Egypt. That's one of our most popular episodes. Um... (laughs) And if you want to find more of our episodes, you can go to direct2.video. See how I worked that in? Good yeah, job, Tony. Real Thanks smooth, Tony. real good. Uh, just I could feel the passion, just the raw, youthful energy coming out of your voice. Yes. Uh, I feel like I'm using adjectives wrong. I you said youthful and like you're younger than me, and that made it weird somehow. <laughs> hey, this is Tony from the Future cutting in real quick. We forgot to say that next time we will be watching the Princess Diaries and The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Just went and quickly looked up that subtitle. Okay, gonna throw it back to Andy for the outro. <laughs> anyway, oh I'm the gosh. ghost of John I had, I had a weird moment where somebody called me daddy at school and it was <laughs> distressing. Because my name, <laughs> I, it, my nickname is Andy. So just in the heat of the moment, I guess. Oh. Letters got added in, but I had to go home. <laughs> <laughs>
I would leave town. Well, okay, guess what, Tony? I'm going to fucking Chicago. I'm going to the other side of the country to escape this. I cannot see any fault with that choice. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm, in, I'm I'm alive and internet dead. <laughs> I, I think the coolest thing that I ever saw at a McDonald's was when they had that, like, like the Pokemon one with the Pokeball that would open and the Pokemon was yes. inside. That was definitely, yes. I think, the coolest thing they ever did because those, those things were awesome. And I, uh, I always got the shit Pokemon. Like, I was, I was after that Charmander, but they kept I giving me, like... I think I got, I like, know. a Raticate. Yeah, I got, like, yeah, I got, like, one of the inferior rodent pokemon <laughs> uh, speaking speaks. of inferior ah oh, damn it <laughs> <laughs>